Friday, April 13th. Welcome, everyone, to Living Room Sports Talk. Here, Macaulay, Zach Rothenberger, Chad Catcherbone here, taking you all the way up until the 8 o'clock hour here on Eastern Time. This is great. We're kind of after the whole holiday weekend, we're kind of we're back in the swing of things, guys. It's nice to have you know, the whole gang back together. Yeah, still recovering from my uh, Easter bender. So, <laughs> Would you go a little bender after the show yesterday? <laughs> after the show, yeah. My uh, Team Carrots didn't uh, – you know, I wasn't too thrilled with Team Carrots. So, oh, my uh, God. Self-medicate. <laughs> Chad, wait, did you... Did, is it just an see? Easter... Is just an Easter uh, bender or is it a whole quarantine bender? Well, might as well be a whole quarantine the way it's been, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Also, well, you know, here are, here's the good news, though. Obviously, with everything going on with uh, with the quarantine and really not, not having a whole lot to, to do, it's the time to troll clickbait. We got plenty of clickbait to troll. This is great stuff, right? Come on. Yeah, this is good. So, um, I'll tell you, I'm going back and forth. Chad, you want to yeah, you want to lead us off? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Usually I don't for this one, but uh, I'll take it. <laughs> so uh, I'm going. I'm going back after my my good friend Joe Giglio um, over at at 94 WIP. Um, he's he's blasting out um, his his Howie hate talk, which comes every off season from him. Quite honestly, um, and today's was basically saying that the draft uh, is what controls um, Howie's tenure as, as the Eagles GM, um, which I just think is absolutely absurd. No. Um, like, so this is what I, Karen, this is what I texted you. And I, I want to just say it out loud is like, is there any team, any team out there that w- would be willing to give away a GM or not give away, but let a GM walk um, that has one, won them a Super Bowl, two, led them to three straight, uh, playoff appearances and then three two division titles in the last three years like no one's letting that guy go no 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 yeah. and like you gotta yeah. remember like this sounds kind of silly like but as an eagles fan you can kind of maybe make me sound smarter than what i'm about to say like he's already been kind of fired before and then like they brought him back you know what i mean like with the whole chip kelly thing like they all like, they, they couldn't even let him go which is fine like i mean right because he proved them wrong when winning a super bowl after that but right my point is like so you really think they, they almost felt the burn of almost letting him go the first time. You really think, like, yeah. which that, and that's just like, just to entertain the argument in general. So second of all, no, it's absolutely asinine. You're right. Zach. I mean, you can, you can say, G, I mean, Dave Gettleman's going before he is. Yeah. Oh, hands down. I mean, uh, I think Howie's pretty much concrete in the Eagles organization, unless something like insane happens where you have several years in a row of just horrible, well, you know, and here's here's why he does it. It's because so it's it's actually kind of smart from his end. It's because he's going to get the clicks, which is why we do this segment. But <laughs> the reason he gets the clicks is because Howie doesn't consistently put together like an entire draft full of players, right? Like he'll get his diamonds in the rough, like like a Miles Sanders or something like that, where people aren't really expecting that guy to be overly good, especially his first year. Um, but then he just produces and, and that's kind of what, what how he's been doing is he puts guys on the roster that, that can play. Um, but he doesn't always hit on every single, every single pick. So here's, here's a deal. And I, and you'll, you'll like this Chad from, so from a giants fan perspective, at least in my experiences, I am petrified every year with the Eagles draft picks because they always have that one guy who always yeah. take, is, is, you know, he, like you said, the diamond in the rough, like last year they got miles Sanders, you know, not necessarily maybe a diamond in the rough, but, great player and this year you're they don't for, pick i'll tell you they don't you know? pick boss 
No, like, I mean, well, let me rephrase. There, there's been a few, right? We can all sit there and, and yeah, I, I know. I, mean, Chad, Gary, I, yeah, I, I won't give him the, the I won't give you the hall pass. Yeah, I was about to say, I'm not going to give you the hall pass that Zach's handing out to you right now. But at the same point, <laughs> no, but I would agree that especially in the past, and it's helped obviously help you win the Super Bowl. Carson Wentz, oh, you yeah. hit on that. Like, great. You've hit on guys that you've been hoping to hit on, right? Which I think mm-hmm. is, is, which is kind of what you're getting at, Zach, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, there's always those one or two guys that, you know, they, they fall to you and then they turn out to be great. So, yeah. He's done a good I'll, job, I'll, I'll go second, and it's it's funny we're talking about guys from the Eagles that got sent away and then came back to, to win a Super Bowl because it's it's more that's actually more just my example. You guys see this stuff on Twitter that's like um, you got to pick three. There's like a picture of nine things, oh, and they say yeah. you got to pick three. Okay, like the, at first it wasn't that bad. Now it's like really, really bad though. Like you know what I mean? It's everything. It's everything. Okay, yeah. Like here's an example, Chad. Like I hope you can see the graphic because it's Nick Foles. It says like you can only pick three, and it's literally nine different pictures of Nick Foles. And I'm just saying, like, is this where we are? (laughs) This is where we are. Uh, Yeah, that's that's tough. That's That's not good. That's not good. You know, right? Like, I mean, it doesn't. I don't know. It doesn't. It, well, and the thing is, it's all I see. So I see one of those, and it's like, yo, man, what's better? So, like, name a better gas station. It's like Exxon, Sunoco, Luke Oil. And I'm just like, I've never even been to any of these gas stations. Like, it, it's, it's that. It's, it's I don't know. It, it's it's one of those things where the internet's just trying too hard. And I just can't stand when it happens because it consumes my life. Yeah, if we're going to do that, we might as well have, like, a, a grass-growing competition. You know what I mean? Like, right, yeah. come on. <laughs> Well, it's just like it, I'm trying to think of an example where this happened before, where it's just like you overdid it. It's killing a joke, right? It's killing a joke. Yeah, you can only yeah. No, all right, crying no. Jordan. What's that? Crying Jordan. Yeah, there yeah, that you go. one. That, that's a good one. That one kind of ran. It's of course the Yoda one, the baby Yoda one. I never got into either. No, me neither. Yeah. Well, that was the whole Mandalorian it, series, but. Okay, well, I'll tell you, if either way, the fact is, if, I, if I'm sitting there and it's not even difficult, if I'm saying, well, I don't even want three, then how good of a thing is it? Right, exactly. Right? Okay. All right, but I'll tell you, let's get to one that's actually, like, really good with sports. And, Zach, you got you got one that's – that, and it's great because it's it's almost like the news cycle picked, the, picked you yeah, – pat you on the back here and was like, you know, I'm going to help you with this one. We're, you know, it's it's going to be fun stuff. Yeah, they basically lob, gave us a lob pass here. Um CBS Sports, CBS Sports, I think, was the first one to come out where the, the headline was, interesting location, Roger Goodell to host draft out of his basement. Well, what did you expect? Was he supposed to go to Starbucks and be the hipster at the, <laughs> at the freaking counter hosting the draft? Like, no, like, where else is he going to go? We're all in quarantine. I mean, come on. There's no league offices open. Why is this even a storyline? Who cares? He's going to have probably a backdrop behind him anyway, of like New York City anyway, so whatever. And what was that <laughs> you saw on social media that you said that kind of made it like – you said it was interesting? That's how that's how yeah, it's interesting. It. Like it's like they're making it like, you know, like what, what's the big deal? Like we're I'm in my bedroom. I mean, is that interesting? I don't know. Like <laughs> I don't know. Is it? <laughs> Maybe it could be. No, but you're right. No, but to that point, you're right. Like with Roger Goodell too, it's one of those things where – like you're like – I, I, I don't know. He's going to be scrutinized regardless of what he does. I mean, I'm not a fan of him myself. Not many people are. I guess it's it's that's the thing. It's like, oh, it's going to be interesting. Why is it going to be interesting? I'm pretty sure the guy's got internet. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, I guess you're, you know, Wi-Fi. Why is that there. interesting when 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 the law is basically saying, especially in New York where he is, where it's ground zero, where they're saying, don't go anywhere 
anywhere outside. So it's like, that's interesting. He's staying indoors. How about yeah. that? Like it should have said law abiding citizen does draft in basement. Like, I don't well, know. I'll tell you, you know, what's really interesting though. Like I, it's funny you said, cause I was thinking about this today. Like it made me think more. So what's really interesting about that headline is like, what are what his basement looks like? You know what I mean? Like you got to wonder, like, seriously, you got to wonder what's in Roger Goodell's basement. I mean, come on like that, like just off the cusp, like you guys have anything. Well, yeah, go ahead, Chad. I think, I think he's just got like mannequins of El Presidente from Barstool that he just goes down there with like his, his little shotguns or, or AKs that he has. And he just shoots the mannequin. Cause like, Portnoy gets after him so much, and there has not been a single word from the NFL. Like he can't okay, just I, sit there and take all that. I'm almost 100% sure Roger Goodell does not have mannequins with assault rifles down in his basement. I, you know, it's funny. You, you go there. Does. I literally have on. I literally have over under four and a half TVs he has in his house. I was going to ask you. You're going with assault rifles, <laughs> Jesus. All right, let's 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 go back to reality here for a second. Step back to reality. Come on, let's let's go. We'll take a take a page out of Eminem's book here. Um, right. Like he's, it's, let's look at this. Like, I don't know if he's a fun guy, right? I don't think so. If anything, I'd actually make the argument that you could say fun probably goes to die when you're at Roger Goodell's house. So, right. Like it's, it reminds me of that thing in Ferris Bueller when, when Matthew Broderick's like explaining what Cameron's, uh, how his parents' house looks like. And he's like, it's very cold and like kind of just damp and like, you can't touch anything. And like, like that's like, that's exactly what I like picture Roger Goodell's basement to be. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So I did a little research here. You might like this, Karen. Woo, so, all right. And Chad, you'll like this as well. So Roger Goodell was a bartender in college at Washington and Jefferson College in Washington, PA. So he's a he's okay. from our state, okay. you know. Western out, PA, out sure. Near Pittsburgh, yeah. So um, he's got to have a bar down there, right, at least. You know, he's probably whipping up some Cosmopolitan or some Manhattans right now as we speak, you know. Um, there's that. And, and I also have a feeling he might have a vault buried away down there with all the bribes he's taken from the Patriots probably. So <laughs> he's probably got booze and money is what I'm thinking. I know he's got, he's got the bribe money from the Patriots right next to the AKs that he shoots. Oh, you guys are ridiculous here. Like I even like, I've quite, I, I like realistic questions. Like does he have alcohol in there? Like that's something I want to know. You think he's got a few beers down there? Oh, I'm sure he's got a couple brewskis. He might be a home brewer. No way. No way. He's not a home brewer. There's no way. He's probably just a standard. He might drink Keystone. I don't know. He's right. probably a standard, you know. I, okay, realistically, <laughs> let's – all right, let, do you think over under does he have four and a half TVs down there? Is there a home gym? That plays a role in the TV bet. No, nah, no home gym. Oh, no. wait. I don't know. I could see him being the, a Peloton guy. Ooh, yeah, I, see I could totally see him being a Peloton guy. <laughs> yeah. That's so true. Oh, yeah. And like before the commercials. Yeah. Like he was into it before the commercials, like the group workouts and the video workouts. Oh, yeah, definitely. He might have he a boat definitely. flex still, too. You think, you think so? Flex next to the Peloton? The boat flex? Yeah. I feel like that went after like probably like the 05 season. Yeah. Sure. Probably flipped out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let me see. All right, but like, what kind of like? If all right, let's say he's got a gym. All right, let, you know, he's, he's pumping a lot. Or, like, do they, what kind of music's playing on that surround under, sound? I got the under on the TVs, by the way. Yeah, I don't think he's. I don't think he's got five down. See, there. I like the over because I think he's just deep down, probably a little bit self. You know, Con- let's care about. 
Yeah, yeah, sure. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah, I, I couldn't. Yeah, yeah. That, that big boy word I couldn't get out. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I've been Gray, reading I mean, books, Karen. I've been reading books. You have been I'm, reading I'm books. See, that's pretty good. Yeah, subconscious. That's that's you know, and self conscious. <laughs> that's pretty good stuff that you just pulled out there, right? Like <laughs> uh, most people learn that in fifth grade. That's that's <laughs> you know. But hey, you picked up before I did. I'm I'm going back to that. I'm going back to fifth grade. I'm I'm reading a book a week. So there you go. It's like nice. summer reading. I, so okay. Do you think? Do you think he reads? Do you think he's got books, or is he? A, is he? Is he a, a basement? That is it? A man cave? By the way, you think or no? I don't know. I, I, no, I think not like Wayne Jane. You know. Yeah, I don't think he. Yeah, I really don't think he has a man cave. I don't know. He doesn't strike me as that kind of a person. You don't no. think so? Like, I think. I think. Is he married? Yeah, yeah he's yeah. married. Yeah, so, okay, I'm sorry. I don't. Know. Yeah, he's married. <laughs> I, I think. I think his wife set up his basement. Yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking as well. It's probably spick and span, plain walls, nothing, you know, it's kind of like what I got going on here. Probably nothing hanging up, uh, you know. I do think he's got to have a bar. I'm sure he does. Maybe some five-pound weights, you know. <laughs> just, a, just a little bit of tone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm like clicking all over the place. But I'll take the under on, on the TVs as well. The only way that I can see it is if he has some type of surveillance going on. Maybe, maybe he's got surveillance for his house. Maybe there's one TV. Maybe yeah. he's got his big one for for uh, Red Zone. Um, another one to watch this show, obviously. And then, of course, of course. <laughs> I know he's one of the. Yeah, exactly. He's been he's been a, a Twitch like base watcher for us from the start. Yeah, right. Solid. That's it. But looking at the NFL here for a second, too, just because there's a lot going on. Um, it's but I wanted to talk about the draft. But I'm even looking at our chat too. Our Bradley 43 had a really good question. What do you guys think about the Christian McCaffrey contract today? That's something kind of popped up right before we jumped on the air. I love it. Love it. Well, you, it's good because you're yeah, a fantasy owner of him. Uh, well, I, yeah. Luckily, I've had him for two years straight fantasy. But I mean, he's more than just a running back. He's literally that team. You know, he's he's pretty much a wide receiver and a running back. So 16 million, I think. Yeah, you know the 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 life of a running back that isn't really that long you know in the nfl you know as we've seen but he's more do than we remember back. just off the cusp do you remember what teddy's contract was for them is he 22 a year or 20 a year yeah okay so Four you're times. paying almost 40 million dollars a year for for your running back and quarterback that's a lot for for for, for those two like yeah, is that some- enough to win it yeah, so I think I personally think it's like it's a move they had to do just because like you're not giving up on Christian McCaffrey. So if you're going to get him at a price that's going to be relatively cheap, like I'm not saying that the money he got is the highest paid running back in the league now is cheap, but if you market that in like two years when they would have had to pay him, um, right? You're paying like, half of what you would today for what you would tomorrow. Exactly. So I think it was a good time for them to, to get into that contract, but kind of the same thing with you like unless they get a quarterback like that's that's young and they're not going to have to pay money to it's gonna be very hard to build a team and you need a team to win the super Bowl. well and like all right so they got dj Moore, and i'm not like knocking the receivers but they just lost greg olsen right like so we're like that's not enough like that's not enough for 40 mil yeah yeah i mean well who, they have curtis samuels right so yeah, that, doesn't, that doesn't <laughs> i mean like, i think I really don't think they're that far off. I mean, defensively, they need a lot of help. Offensively, I'm I'm high on Teddy Bridgewater after what he did for the Saints in that limited time. He came in. What did he go? Four and zero, five and zero. Well, you know, it's funny. It's actually I love this because it's the other two teams I was thinking about today, and I'm looking at one of our other comments uh, on the chat. This is a great question. 
which team would you rather be for the next three to four years, the Texans or the Cowboys? And the reason why I was thinking about that too is because like we talk about this whole like McCaffrey, like the deal. I think of this kind of the same way as what the Cowboys did with Zeke. It's kind of Ted, you're like, like, well, that was a little bit different how they handled it, obviously, but they, they, they handled it the wrong way. But it's like, right, it's it's that idea. You got to pay them. You got to pay them. But, you know, it, it's – but let's – I'll say, let's I mean, look at Giants, that. The Giants are going to have that with Saquon next year. Do you pay him next year or you wait the year? We'll, like, we yeah. might have that as a Packers fan with Aaron Jones. Like, that's, I'm like, pay him now. Please, please pay him now. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I mean, right, um, let's look at that. For the next three to four so years. Great question. Texans or Cowboys? And – it's funny. I saw it a tweet has, today. It has to be the it has to be the Cowboys. Dude, the Texans are just. You think? Are I agree. Yeah, I totally agree. I don't know, man. I mean, think about the division though. Like the Cowboys in that division, that's a it's a gauntlet. That's a good like, point. Like, I think the Giants are only going to get better. I think the Redskins are only going to get better. The Eagles are <clears throat> always there, and the Cowboys are typically uh, more than not always there as well. Look at the division. Yeah, the Texans. A, lot, a lot of fighting going on. Right? See, I like where your head's at, Zach, because you're kind of looking at it from a big picture perspective, which which makes sense. I mean, I didn't even really look at it from that. Chad, I'm yeah. kind of with you. I'm with. I'm looking at it just kind of pound for pound. Like, I think McCarthy's a better coach than O'Brien, right? And that's not me just saying that as a Packers mm-hmm. fan. Like, you saw how – and we've talked about this on the show before, how concerned I was when he went there because I actually think they got the talent, and it's really a matter of, like, how it goes. The Texans, it's funny. I saw a tweet today that said, Good luck. Like, they're going for the most injury riddled like roster in the history of oh, sports. Yeah. And it's like when you started firing off the names, it was like David Johnson. Uh, Deshaun Watson has been banged around a little bit, but I wouldn't even obviously. He's pretty Will, durable. Out of Will, Fuller. Will Fuller. Will Fuller. Yeah. Will Fuller. Yeah. Uh, Kenny Watson. Stills. <laughs> yeah. 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 Kenny Stills. Um, who else was in there? I'm trying to go to the wide receiver core. Uh, well, they just got Brandon Cooks. I mean, he's Brandon been, Cooks, of course. Yeah. yeah that, yep. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's literally like all the guys in fantasy. I'm like, I don't know if I can draft him because I don't think he's going to play for half this season. Like they, those guys, you're like, oh no. Yeah. Well, maybe, I don't know. Maybe, you know, obviously the trade of DeAndre Hopkins was not a favorable one <clears throat> in anyone's opinion. You know, I swear the Texans have to be hammered when they're making some of these trades. Seriously. I mean, like if I was a con- <laughs> like a commissioner of a fantasy league looking at these, I'd be like, I would text like, Zach, if you and Chad made that trade, I'd be like, was drinking last night? Like, you know, yeah. like, oh, you know, I mean, right. Like, <laughs> Well, yeah, so like, if you think Bill, if you think Bill O'Brien's like hammered, what what, what did you think about Chip Kelly when when he was <laughs> saying Deshaun's in a gang and and Lashawn needs to be shipped out? Okay, so I thought I thought a few things. So I thought okay, so I first <laughs> off with the McCoy trade, I liked. I thought you guys were getting a really good player in Alonzo, and I thought you needed a linebacker. <laughs> so I was like, I think yeah. this works. So like. And then the whole thing with Deshaun, I was kind of, and I think, okay, like, don't, don't jump on me if I, when I say this, I think there was a crowd that also shrugged a little bit, like, right, if there's smoke, there's fire, like me, right. And I think the biggest thing for me was I thought to myself, if no one's trading for him, like maybe like, like, they're, like where there's smoke, there's fire. And like that, like there, maybe there is some truth to that, right. Like in that yeah. whole thing. And then like, cause I thought, okay, if they're cutting him, he might just be guilty as all get out. Everyone knows it except like the public or something like that. And that obviously didn't turn out to be the case. So I, you know, I, I was wrong, but so, it's a little bit different, right? It's kind of, I mean, yeah, it is a little bit different, but here's my whole thing is like the dude played in Philadelphia and went through the media. Like, if you can get through Philadelphia's media, like, they're going to pick up your whole life. So, if, if you're somehow, like, weirdly in a gang okay, well, and, no out, out, and you're holding – We didn't know that Brian Colangelo had a burner account. Yeah, who figured it Eventually out? Eventually we figured – okay, yeah, that's true. I guess they did yeah, figure it out. Yeah, it took a while. Like, <laughs> it took a little while. If, if, 
if there is something going on in this city, like the city will figure it out. Like you don't, you don't need to have some random guy that just thinks he knows everything. That's going to be like, well, you know what? I actually think he's in a gang. <laughs> yeah, and how long was Deshaun here before Chip Kelly became? Several years, right? Like seven years. Yes, seven years. So if there was any. <laughs> third, no, it was not seven out. years. Hold on, it let's, was a, let's back. It was, seven? At least, it was at least four or five. Years. Yeah. Okay, I was gonna say because then you, if it was seven, up. then you add all the years he was in Tampa, add the years he was in Washington, add last year. He hasn't been in the league for like thirteen years. He's been in for a while, man. I mean, it's twenty twenty. Am I gonna look been. that stupid right now on the show? That would be interesting. Been, what a moment three, that would be. Four, five, six years. I was a year off. Okay, wow. Well, two thousand eight through two thousand thirteen, and then he went to Washington for three, Tampa for two. Well, and now he's, he was on our team last year uh, for the second year. Well, would well, you look at that? I guess that was, you know, it's funny. As you said, I did think about the miracle of the Meadowlands in like 20th something like that was actually a minute ago. <laughs> it's like, like the third time you brought up on our show. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was a bookmark. Okay. I'm sorry. It was not, it was not a shot. Believe me, I thought um, it too. So PTSD. Yeah. Hey. All right. Well, so looking at our, but it's exciting too, because right. Well, th- speaking of that, he was drafted a while ago. So, and there's a lot of really, really good wide receivers this year in the draft. And this is exciting. So obviously the NFL, um, like I said, they, they announced this uh, pretty much, I guess, this morning, just all the details that they'll be doing a lot of, well, everything's pretty much going to be virtual. And we had that understanding pretty much, but a lot of the details came out with like Microsoft Teams is what they're going to be using. And they have a, like a gazillion, I was like looking at the things, they have like a gazillion different things to like, uh, as like backup plans. If, right? if like if all else fails with technology, like the things we experience every day in corporate America, right? You know, like those types of things. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, all right. Can I, all right, there's a lot to dive into, and I want—I would love to hear um, our viewers their opinion on this too. Like, what is your feel of this draft, right? Because it's going to be completely different. There's no state, right? Even when we saw it like five years ago, ten years ago, when they just did it like strictly in New York, like at Radio Hall. This is different. We've never seen anything like this, really. Like where it's basically radio and the whole thing. Um, is it going to change? Like how? I mean, obviously it's going to change, but like, right? Like, paint a picture. Like, I guess like our, our excitement level and just everything you're feeling right now. Oh, I'm still very excited. I mean, especially because we've had a top five draft pick, you know, well, top six <laughs> pick the last, what, like three years. So we're always like in the mix for someone good, but uh, which isn't a good thing. But yeah, no, I'm excited. <laughs> you know, the draft, it's always, it's kind of like when you went to draft time, it's like a breath of fresh air that like, all right, it's a whole new season now, like new face of the team or new, you know, new stuff, new players on the team. Very exciting. I haven't, you know, I don't really, I haven't really lost my like energy or enthusiasm for this year's draft per se. I, uh, I just hope it's not like very anti-climatic, you know, where it's just like a face that all you see is Roger Goodell and then the face of the player. Oh, how's it feel? Good. Yeah. Yeah. No noise, no anything. So we'll see, but overall very excited. Yeah. Same with, like, same with me. Um, the draft is just always that, that time in the year where, where you really start football or really start to feel football coming back. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, it's always great to see that. And, and quite honestly, like it, after I see highlights of whoever, whoever the Eagles draft in the first round every year, like I buy into that guy anyway. So um, it really doesn't matter to me, like, like who we get. I, I kind of just love like just having a new guy, uh, being able to study up on him and, and, and see like what, what we're going to have for the next couple of years. So uh, I'm, I love it no matter what. It's exciting. To, Cause I feel like as a football fan, right. There's like a couple, there's a couple layers to this. So I think free agency from like a eye candy perspective is more exciting, right. Cause they're household names. You feel like you're getting someone really good, but right. I've said this a million times on our podcast that the people that are walking 
there's a reason for it, right? There's a reason why the previous team's letting him go. The drafts like Christmas, your birthday, any type of, you know, any type of holiday that you're getting presents, right? You're, it's a fresh present just for you. You're excited. And it's, it's a way it's, it's your wish list, right? Everyone's wish list is different. So like, and that's the best part about it. You can't it, like, it's an opportunity, obviously to get, like, I'm not trying to say here, like, Everyone's like, yeah, that's the draft here, and it's a chance to get better. No, I know that, but basically, it's 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 almost like buying a lottery ticket at the same time too. It's like that present that you already like, but then like you're really hoping it means more. Like it's it's you and you believe, like you said, Chad, like you believe everyone's going to be good, right? I mean, that's that's the other fun part. I feel like in this whole thing, right? It's it with free agency, people can say, well, he was injury prone, right? Or oh, he was just this. It's like it's it's a fresh commodity right out of the college, you know, like the whole game. There, there's I nothing like, I enjoy, there's nothing I enjoy more than like just getting really hyped up about a round pick that does absolutely nothing for oh, us. Because <laughs> oh, fifth round's fun because it's like he's got a big body, good hands, really good size, all the the intangibles to be an NFL player. It just didn't all come together for him at Mizzou or like a school like yeah. that. Like you know, those are like like where the fifth rounders live. Like yeah, it's it's you know, it's great. Yep. It's and you believe too. Right. Oh, yeah. If they, yep. if he's got a dropping issue, oh, he won't have a dropping issue here. No way. No, no, no. Like that's always a fun one. Because right, even if it's like, oh, well, like there's off the field issues. I, I don't even know the person. I'm like, well, they won't have off the field issues with us. There's no way. They can't. Go buy into the Packers system. Like, oh, oh yeah, exactly. You know, like the floor's a good coach. Like, yeah, yeah no, okay. But but is there any concern? I guess and like right, like I'll even go first and and not walk this in from Packers fan perspective. But right, like I would say that I. I have confidence in Brian Gutenkunst and the GM and the scouting department and they, like, like as their whole, their whole front office, I should say, I believe in them. So I'm like kind of scared that like, it's almost like someone said, by the way, we're, we're changing this thing up from multiple choice to short answer. And I'm just like, I'm not used to that test. <laughs> I do fine with the multiple choice. Like, I don't need another type of test. Like, so that's, it's a little like, you know what I mean? It's a little concerning, but, but Chad, you were saying that you feel like how he does better with short answer, maybe, or like at least is not really a multiple choice guy. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I just – so here's my point. Like I said earlier, is like how he pretty consistently gets like at least one player that makes an impact for us in every draft. But he won't put together like a full draft worth of players that are going to make some type of a difference the next year or even like kind of produce us a little bit. Um, and that's where he gets his like bad rep, um, at least I think. Um, so I don't know, maybe something like this where he, maybe he doesn't – not him specifically, but like the whole Doug and, and Jeffrey Lurie, whoever else is involved with these decisions, they don't overthink it in like sixth, seventh round or something like that. Where and, and they get someone that, that actually does something for us. You never know. So, I, I mean, just we'll see what happens. That's right. And I'll say, Zach, let me, I'm going to actually try it because I, we're, we're our own worst enemies as fans, and, and sometimes we get a little negative, you know. So let me let me. I'm actually gonna try to give you a little 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 winds of positivity before you even answer, just to kind of get you like a running head start with some happiness. Oh, thank you. I personally think that we're like you alluded to earlier, and I heard the tone of your voice. I understand that you're a little, little impatient as the Giants have been picking you know, a little bit earlier in the draft. Um, to put it mildly, so I think you've said that you're like you're in a spot where you could trade back. You you need to build out in the line. You don't need a quarterback. Right. So like you're holding a really valuable card, especially like it's always quarterback week the week before. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you're already here today. We're here like the Lions are bringing in quarterbacks now. I'm like, oh, yeah, of course they are. Like, you know, just yeah. now all of a sudden they realize that there's quarterbacks now in the draft. And they're bringing them in. Like, right, of course, no, they're trying to, you know, they're trying to blow oxygen on the fire and, and get more value for their and possibly trade back. 
and really where I'm going with this, Zach, is I think for you guys, the Lions fans, uh, Giants fans, et cetera, if you can trade back because you do have some talent already on your roster, trade back. And, and especially in a, in a year where it's probably been a little bit harder to scout, a little bit harder to mm-hmm. do things like, you know, like to have the whole, the whole, like, like, like the whole draft experience really uh, leading or leading up to, I should say the whole scouting experience, I should say, right. Like you get two picks now, maybe right, from someone else, you get three, like you get an extra shot to get it right. I don't know. That's my thought before. And I didn't mean to just answer the question. No, <laughs> no, yeah. I, I'm all for that. Either you, you, know, you either get an extra, another pick or you get some value at a, a veteran player, you know, that's been lead for a couple of years that has some, uh, some room to grow and could benefit the team. Uh, personally, I don't think the Giants are going to do that, but yeah, I mean, there are opportunities there. I mean, this this is a very deep draft pool this year, especially like the wide receiver position, offensive line, defensively. I mean, literally any position, it's, it's so deep this year. The first two rounds are going to be, be full of talent for sure. Um, what I'm six. No, go, go ahead. ahead. No, I was saying what I was, I was going to kind of spin it a little bit. What I'm interested in is like the communication aspect within the GM, the GMs, the front office, the head coach. Yeah. Right. Because we process. can all admit working from home is definitely different than working in an office. So like it, the yeah. speed is different. Anyone that's going through this right now can acknowledge that. Yeah. You know, you know, like what are they going to be doing? Sending text messages, Skype, like how many computers are they going to have? Like we're going to Skype over here. And then we have Microsoft teams with good. Can, like a router, here. like the network, hold all that. But yeah, what they, you said? Exactly. You know they're going to be running tests. They'll be fine. By the time it gets oh, yeah. there, we're going to be fine. Yeah, well, I'm just be conspiracy theory. So, like, who knows? Maybe the Patriots will try to hack in on, like, Giants line or something. I don't know. Not oh, well, dude, and look, I'll tell you, Josh just joined the chat here, Josh Beltran, and he was, uh, he was going to you, Zach. He was saying he doesn't want an offensive lineman at four nope. uh, when nobody can say who the top tackle is in the draft. But I, I agree with that, right? Like, I think that's the whole point. You could go back mm-hmm. and then, like, try to just stock up. It, it, it's a better look business-wise for you guys. Yeah. I mean, I'm all about Isaiah Simmons at number four, unless somehow something crazy happens and Chase Young falls to us, obviously. But it's just my take. Have we talked about Burrow and his comments yet? What, great point. Well, well, which what, like, recent ones or? Yeah, like the the one him of him saying he doesn't want to play for he want, like he wants to be playing for a winner because he's not a loser. Like does does what? he understand how the draft work, <laughs> works? Oh my god! <laughs> well, like, yeah, we got the, well, we got the Bengals at one. We got the Redskins at two. The I actually really three, don't have an issue. Dolphins, Chargers, and then like the first team where I think to myself like. Okay, it's like the Panthers at seven. Mm-hmm. Like, what, we, what does he want? What does he want? Can, all right, let me ask you this. Can I? I well, actually, I, it's funny because I was actually going to argue with you. Now I think I'm going to agree with you. <laughs> Just like that. Um, no, but I think you like Kyle brought up a good point when we did the interview last Thursday. And when he was with the Jimmy Butler thing, and he was saying, like, you need to be the guy. And I think, right, isn't there like kind of a line to this? Like, you need to be the guy who's going to make them winners. Like you need to be the guy who instills a culture, like and being a winning culture, a winning team, right? Like, isn't there some validity to that? Well, especially because he's from that area, isn't he? Is he? Yes. Like, right. That's the other thing that doesn't make any sense. Like how much, like what more does he need to say? Like, wouldn't you like, isn't this supposed to be like, click, like I want to come home and resurrect this place. Like, and there's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's like, eh, not really. Like it's they're missing the wavelengths. I I think, I think his, not his really, I'm not going to say true character, but like, that's kind of where I'm getting at. I think that's starting to show like, I mean, you and I agree on this point. He, he kind of just blew up for his senior year and, and LSU just same thing. They just blew up oh, yeah. last year as well. Um, so we saw like a, an extreme version of Joe Burrow last year. 
Um, and right, there's like so many Kenny, elements Kenny too of that. That? L- that LSU team was great too, right? Like, so that's the other thing I laugh at. I'm like, wait a minute, can you be the guy? Because like the LSU team exactly. you played for, and like in the in the level of competition is so much stronger than what you're gonna have with the quality of the team you have with the Bengals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I agree. You're not gonna have you're not gonna have that defense running out behind you every Sunday, is, like you did every Saturday. Especially in is this the time so. for me to is this the time for me to do my my Joe Burrow is gonna be a bus rant or no? You could. It's teed up. It's cheat off. Yeah. All right. Look, I'm not trying, and I'm not trying, you know, let, yeah, actually, I like that we're doing this. Let's do this now, like about like, you know, 10 days before the draft, nine days before the draft, just because it's like, right. I'm not, and I'm not trying to be the guy that's like, that's like hating on Joe Burrow and that whole get up. I just, right. Like we talked about, like it's one year. I'm, I'm just a big believer that at a certain point, if you're a certain level of talented and right. Cause everyone wants to be like, Oh, well, Tom Brady, man, Tom Brady. I'm like, Oh, come on. Like, just stop with the Tom. Or there's one Tom Brady. Right. Okay. So okay, like, if you always want to be that person that draws that that to that comparison, fine, go be that person. I'm looking at it from the perspective that he's 20 years, 23 years old, right? He is, correct me if I'm wrong, either the same age as Patrick Mahomes. Is there a year old? A year younger. A year younger than Mahomes, I believe. Um, he's a year younger than Wentz. Two years younger Two, than Wentz, uh, I believe. Wentz is 26. Yeah. But the same difference. Okay, so but, yeah, okay, right, right. Okay, my bad. So it's, it's um Daniel Saquon Jones. is in there. What, what is Daniel Jones? He might be he might be older than Daniel Jones. I don't know. He, he's he's, he's older than older. Saquon. He's older than Saquon. <laughs> so yeah, I mean to like but to that point, I guess he's, he's, I'm just he's coming in from with the age. He's coming um, yeah, in with the age. Right? Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. I, it's like it it reminds me of Kramer in the Seinfeld episode. I, I feel like I just always use Seinfeld now, like Matt Red Red. I can't talk references on the show um no right but i feel like it's like when he's beat up the kids in karate like it's the same it's the same idea like you're gonna be it's i mean right if we were 23 playing against 19 20 21 year olds like that would right that would look good it look good i don't know i yeah. i yeah. so wrong I, no, no, I was, i've been right. wrong a lot today i got yeah, I mean, is it is it possible that that extra year is like a, a good thing from a maturity perspective and him being able to maybe handle? I'm just trying to defend him a little bit. I'm not saying I totally disagree with you. Do you believe and that? Let me answer I, your own I question. See, Do you believe I that? could see I could see him being okay. I don't think he's going to be a, a bust per se. I think I'd rather take Tua okay, over Burrow because from a talent perspective, I think Tua is more better. Um, like I think if he goes to Cincinnati, he'll have AJ Green to lean on a little bit. Um, that's fair. Bust is probably maybe a little bit of a sour word. You're right. I like that. He's not going to be what he is built out to be. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Let me it sounds like a bust when I say that, like, that, but <laughs> like I'll have AJ Green to lean on, maybe Joe Mixon to lean on a little bit. And, uh, yeah, I know, I know he's got, he's got a good receiving, well, good receiving core. He's got Tyler Boyd. Fast guy. Who, who's uh? Who's the other do guy? You want, got do you hurt? want him in fantasy? Remember, I tried to trade him last year. You he could be a flex. Tyler Boyd last year. <laughs> he could be a flex. Yeah, you seemed too interested in him being your flex last year when I was kicking the tires around for him. I was basically asking him for a bag of deflated footballs. Um, I know. I mean, yeah, he, sure, sure. he has some now. some weapons. April football talk. Yeah, I'm glad you like Tyler yeah. Boyd as a flex. <laughs> well, he, well, he he has some weapons at his disposal. I mean, the thing is, is that's a again we're talking about we talked about divisions earlier. That's a very tough division. The Steelers should be better. I mean, that they have a great defense. The Steelers do. Ravens have a great defense. The Browns. I mean, who knows anymore with them? But well, uh, it's funny. I was a mediocre about season. I don't think he's gonna be a boss. He'll be mediocre though. I was thinking about it too. I feel like right. You can. I'm wondering. Too, should they add more? Should they add more time on the clock? Should they? And they got John no, Ross. So the Bengals got no, John Ross. John Ross no, 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 no. I don't care who they. I, you could get. The, if they got OBJ real quick. Actually, no. Let's get back to the Bengals sucking because they're gonna. I don't care. Like, it's. Have they ever been good in your life? I think. I think I'm only seen in the playoffs maybe once. Uh, 
Yeah, and then Car- and Carson Palmer died. Carson Palmer was, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Other than that, I don't really think so. <laughs> well, they're gonna are they gonna stay in the basement forever though? Marvin Lewis is revered as a good coach there, and he never won a playoff game. <laughs> That's a good point. And I don't they think won. Zach Taylor. They put chili on either. spaghetti. Ooh, yeah. No, it's tough. It's a tough look out there in Cincinnati. All right, so you know what? Actually, you know, I'm going 180 here. I'm actually just going to hijack this moment and just take control because I actually need to get this off my chest because you want to talk about something that's not good. Oh, man. Um, and this is bad. Like, this is yeah, – I don't need to do a whole lot of talking, which is the audience is probably thank God. Um, but I don't need to do a whole lot of talking for this one to put in words how bad this is because really the common tone is from everyone is – I mean, I know I miss sports, but this sucks. I'm talking about the horse and it oh. – Really, you could add another word behind that. That that's how bad this was. But you could the is. horse that was on ESPN, the horse game. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. No, I didn't watch it. Well, I was gonna say I'm proud of you if you've already tried to forget it from your memory. It was, it was really not good. Let's just start there. It was really, really, really not good. Um, Zach, did you watch I mean, it? Did you, did you think it was gonna be good from the start? Have you seen any of the footage? No, I'm, I'm just saying. Like, did you, Do you think have our Twitch channel pulled up live so you can see this as the show's going on? Yeah, it's. it's all right, I'm pulling this. I'm pulling up this roll. Like, all right, you, you, you do what you gotta do to get your, your little, little, yeah, exactly, your little, little bottom feed thing going down down there on your phone. And when you, and the nice thing is, it's gonna be on nice delay, so you're gonna have to like just smile and awkwardly nod and nod and nod, and then like, and I'm like, just, just, do you see it? Like, and we're all gonna be waiting like ten. So yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm there I'll now. Pull it up. So whenever. All right, I'll pull up. I'll pull up one of the highlights right now. Okay, so for starters, right? So Chauncey Billups was playing Trey Young, and that was the first game. Uh, and literally, it looks like somebody in oh, I don't know, like third grade put this together. Mm-hmm. It seriously looks like a video camera, like from like my home videos, like when I was a little kid. My sister put me in a headlock because I stole her toys, like when I was like two, like like some Lion King CD, right? Like it's it's like that. It's it's really it's 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 bad. It's I mean, Zach, it's. Yeah, I mean, left hand floater off the glass. Yeah, yeah, yeah you see in it? Okay, Chad, see, finally, you, you see what I'm looking at right now? Yeah. I sat yeah. there and I was just like, what the hell am I watching? I, I'm not kidding. I'd rather just watch two kids like in an apartment complex. I, I think the worst part about it was just the pace. It was the pace. Like, it sucked. Lack like, thereof? I mean, right. Like, I, I watched well, maybe it, 20 minutes of Tamika Catchings versus uh, Mike Conley. And it's like, all right, they shoot and they talk. Next person shoots, then, then they talk. And it's like, okay, horse is like, all right, yeah, you missed. All right, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, some inappropriate there's jokes. there's like an awkward commentary are, you know? randomly, and they're like, that was a good shot, man. Like, yeah, it's just it's like, like, whoa. Like, I mean, <laughs> okay, where'd you come from? I mean, I expected it to be homemade because what else did we have right now? But, like, just, like, the pace and everything. Uh, and the, so Zach, I'll, I'll pull up the Zach Levine one with the Paul Pierce, like, that was nice, at least as a Sixers fan, seeing Paul Pierce get, you know, just completely shut out. But – uh, I mean, it's seriously, it looks like someone's like, Hey, I found my iPhone three. <laughs> like, yeah. You want me to, you want me to do this thing? It's like, it's like, what? Like, It's, it's, I don't know. It, like, first of all, Paul Pierce also looks like he, he aged a bit in, in that game. Hence <laughs> when maybe got shut out, but uh, I, I appreciate them trying, yep. but it's almost like, I think I sat there. I was like, this was your effort. You didn't think that like, what did you think? Like, I guess they already assumed that we think that everyone's just going to read their articles and just we'll, we'll take anything they throw out there. But apparently they think that without video, I mean, it was horrible. Yeah. I, I mean, I would have, I think I mentioned this on a couple episodes ago. It would have been great to see like a virtual dunk contest versus. Yeah. Yeah. Worst. 
you know? Definitely. I don't know. And then you got some people playing outside where it's windy, it's cold. Then you got other people playing inside where it's like, you know, air conditioned or heated. You know, it's totally different. <laughs> I don't no, know. I took mismatch. It's, yeah. I don't know. It's just the creative minds of ESPN just aren't there. Just yeah, aren't never. there. It's failing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, so, all right, let's 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 move into something a little bit more exciting. So this is fun. So, well, oh God, I'm not. I I'd like to think that sometimes I'm good at rolling these segments, you know, kind of smoothly. That was not a smooth way of roll a segment because the next segment we have is really good and exciting. But I would also make the argument the reason why we thought of it is not exactly uh, the happiest of terms. And no, and it really it really does suck. So 11 years ago, and, and obviously for people in the you know the Philadelphia area that watch our show. Um, it was horrible. Obviously, 11 years ago, we found out that Harry Callis had passed away on that road trip. The Phillies were on in the middle of the season. Uh, and Chad correct me wrong, right? They had been out in Colorado, and then they were going to Washington. It was right before that first Nationals game, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah. It was he, It was in the booth in Washington. He was already there uh, prepping for the game. So, um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's tough. But, I mean, he left us, obviously, with so many good calls. And, and that obvious – and to that point, this is like the gift of Harry Callis, too, right? We started talking about, like, just – really good calls all together in sports. And, and obviously you have some, some really famous ones like Al Michaels, do you believe in miracles, which Chad, I, I ripped the Soviets yesterday in our Easter special. Did you see that at all? <laughs> I did not know. No. Okay. No, I, I, right. I was, I was in and out of that. How do you lose uh, that game if you're them? Seriously. I mean, all right. But anyway, um, but, all right. <laughs> seriously, that's horrible, but okay. It, anyway, with Harry Callis though, it, and we were talking about great calls. And like I said, in, in Chad, I'll tell you, it makes sense in, I even pulled up, so I was saying to Zach before this, I even left the audio on purpose for these so then you know the audience can hear them. Um, but, but, but before I fire up the clip, which we'll go with you for the first one, which I kind of already kind of gave it away a little bit, but. Yeah, I mean, just look at my background. Look what I'm wearing today. Um, the, the theme of the day is Phillies for me. Uh, so being with, with, with Harry and, and how much love I had for him and, and uh, just how much he did for the Phillies organization, um as well as it was our world series so um his his call for for brad lidge um last pitch of the game in the 2008 world series that's that's got to be it for me i'm even gonna queue it up i'll tell you we'll queue it up right now so i'll let everyone take in a little harry the k right now wave brad lidge stretches the 0-2 pitch, swing and a miss, struck him out. The Philadelphia Phillies are 2008 World Champions. I even think the way he he calls it too, just like when you see him calling it, that's like that's like the really special part too, right? Like you can see the joy in his face, and right, and again, that's and always what wheel, I remember. Wheels, wheels is just like <laughs> he was fell out of the press box. <laughs> He's like doing a wheel out of the press box, yeah. <laughs> No, yeah, I know that, no, that, that, was... that was cool. Right. I mean, it was just, it, it was special too. I feel like it was one of those things where, you know, it, it, like we heard Joe Buck on Fox, obviously in real time, I feel like with, but like when you heard back on that, it was, it was special to hear him call that. And Zach, you were saying yeah. you were, it's one of those things. I mean, I look, I'm, I, I'm not a Phillies fan, but I mean, it was, like I said, I can't even just enjoy just listening to that call and just what he, what he contributes to the game and, and everything's just the crap, the broadcasting too. Yeah, I mean, it's just a, it's an iconic, you know, Philadelphia sports um, voice that you you associate with the Phillies you know, all the time. And yeah, I remember exactly where I was when he when he called that when that that game happened. I still get chills just thinking about it. You know, I got chills when you showed the clip. Uh, it's just like something you'll never forget. And 
that voice, you know, it's out of here. Yeah, you, you'll never forget that. It saved you forever, especially, you know, playing Little League and growing up here his voice with the Phillies. It's like you always remember it kind of, kind of brings you back to the simpler times, you know. Well, it's funny you said chills because not to just like be like, all right, I'm going to do mine now. Um, yeah. But <laughs> no, not at all. But I, it's funny. I got, I swear guys, I got chills. I actually, I remember seeing the full goosebumps and the hairs on my arm completely sticking up. Like I was doing some type of like science experiment with like electricity on like my arm when I watched this in real time. And then even today watching it again, cause I haven't seen this in a long time. I, I got him again in chat. I, <laughs> this is gonna be a sleeper one. I think for you, it's, it's um, Michael Phelps, that seventh gold medal. Ooh. Oh my yeah. God, Dan Hicks crushes that call on NBC. I'm going to cue that one up are, real quick for our are audience. We talking oh. about his, are we talking about his butterfly? Are we talking about the uh, – it's his butterfly? Yeah, the one one hundredth of a yeah. second. Yep. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't, yeah, I didn't know if we're talking about that or, or the uh, relay. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's this it, is – I remember – so uh, real quick before I cue it up, I remember I was a junior – going into my junior year of high school – uh, I was down in Ocean City, New Jersey on my parents' vacation, right? Family vacation. It was great. And I remember everyone had been to bed. It was late night because it was in, you know, Beijing. Uh, and I, I don't know why. I, I must have been replay. I, but it was probably before, like, the internet was, like, really, like, on the ball with, like, you could find stuff out immediately, like, with your phone. So you went into this having no idea. I actually thought they put it on live, personally. But anyway, I remember watching it. And then, like I said, you know what? I'll, I remember watching, but I'll, I'll cue it up for everyone. And then, then we can chit-chat. That look on his face when he splashes the water, that gets me every single time. That It's, it's, I don't know what it, 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 it there's something right about the Olympics too. There's ironic call or not ironic, iconic calls. I can't even talk. I, I like, like was trying to like go for a sip of water, but I didn't know if I had enough time to like do it. So <laughs> I'm just going to owe up to the audience and just do it now in the air. Um, no, but right. Like that iconic call and it's coming. I, I didn't think he was going to win. Like you're seeing that arrow. You're seeing the swimmers. First of all, you got to give Dan Hicks credit. Because they're underwater. I've covered swimming before. I've covered high school swimming back when I first started as a reporter back in the day. Chad, you swim. It's not. It ain't easy to see you guys underwater. No. No. So, uh, just beyond, like all of this wrapped together is is just like that emotion of of him with the water is is kind of just like is all swimmers when they win a race, um, especially. Uh, with what you can see um, the electronics they're using in the pool there, like that, that touch pad um, you don't have that for every meet when you're growing up and swimming. Um, that's kind of, you just get that for like districts and, and States and all that kind of fun stuff where they need the exact, uh, the exact times to show right away. Um, so just touching that touch pad and then realizing that, that, that you won when you look up there. Um, Cause like you said, like you're, you really don't know, like, you're not supposed to look when you're underwater swimming anyway. Like I always did peak. Um, but <laughs> maybe that's why I wasn't always winning the races. <laughs> so you, you really, you really don't have a good idea of, of, of what's going on exactly. Like, you, you know, if you're winning or, or not winning 
for the most part, but you don't know how close people are. Um, so just to, just to look up and probably saw, he definitely saw right there that he only won by a 10th of a second. Um, and just, yeah, all of that comes to you at once. So I, I have had races where I'm slapping the water, both good and bad. <laughs> Your splasher. Oh yeah. I mean, it just, <laughs> the emotion just, just, just comes dude. Like, and, and you get so pumped up before a swim race, especially when it's like, when it's a, a sprint, like, dude, there is so much adrenaline going through your body. When you're, when you're done that, that a hundred or that, that, that 200 meter race, like oh, all you want to do is just go like nuts. So <laughs> man, I'm about to run through this wall over here. Yeah. yeah, I, was go. yeah say, I was about to say ape, you know what? And I just like, well, okay, we're going to go, we're going to say nuts instead of that. There you go. <laughs> all right. Well, so let's, um, let's look real quick. So Zach, you had a fun one. And it's funny. Cause I feel like the common denominator with all these is like, it's, you always remember like where you were for all of oh, those, yeah. right? Like I was saying a family vacation for that one. And, and Zach, I, I think we can all relate to the old music city miracle. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about a certain miracle that I will not relive again uh, <laughs> in my past. So we're going to go with a little better one for me. Uh, yeah. The music city miracle from uh, early 2000. It was yeah January, 2000 uh, AFC wildcard game was the, the bills at the Titans. It was actually the, the Titans first year you know, as the Titans, they were the Oilers. I remember that. Yeah. Cause they were the Houston Oilers before, of course. Yeah. Shall we roll? I say, clip? of course, maybe we have some younger people. Chad, you were young for that too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't remember much of the Oilers. So yeah, I was seven <laughs> when this, when this happened and I still remember it, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You want right, to roll so, the clip? Yeah. Let's, uh, let's roll it up here for the audience. Cause you're right. This was one of those ones. Once again, like you said, you always remember where you were for Titans it. have a miracle left in them in what has been a magical season to this point. If they do, they need it now. Christie kicks it high and short. Going to be fielded by Lorenzo Neal at the 25. Yeah, give pitches it, to... it back to Wycheck. He throws it across the field to Dyson. He's got something. 30, He's 40, got something. 50, He's got 40, it. 40, He's got 40, it. 20, 10, He's got it. End zone. Touchdown, Titans. There are no flags on the field. Unbelievable. I remember... Even when we were in Nashville, ironically enough, to bring this full circle, when we went to the draft last year in Nashville, I remember looking kind of out on the field and thinking, I'm like, this is where that was. Like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. No, I mean, and the, the coolest thing about it was that was a walk-off. And, like, you know, <clears throat> how many times do we ever see a, uh, you know, a, behind, like a lateral pass happen for the win of a game? I mean, that was the first oh, time I ever saw it in my life, at least. And I know well, it was challenging. Do, When's the last we, time you saw do, a... Go ahead, Chad. We got... I'll, I'll ask oh, my question after. All right, I was going to say, when's the last time you saw a walk-off win in the playoffs that wasn't an overtime? Yeah. That wasn't a field goal. <clears throat> yeah, no, that's a good. I don't know. Like, not that's really oh, like a walk-off <laughs> touchdown in regulation? That, I mean, yeah, I'm mean, very specific now, I guess. There's but like, not that many walk-off touchdowns in, in, in the NFL, to be honest, unless we're talking about overtime. Like, right. It doesn't happen that often. No, I agree. But sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off earlier. What, what do you got for us? Do we, do we, do we as a podcast, think that ball went backwards? Oh, this is totally forward. <laughs> Wait, what? You think yeah. so? Rewatching it today, I was like, yeah, it's a forward pass all day. No way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, no, no. I think it's a camera angle thing. Does that survive a 2020 replay? Oh, no way. Yeah. No I chance. So. Yeah. You no, know don't I be would... those guys. Don't ruin no. it. You're no, trying no, to listen, say it's listen, one of the best listen. calls ever. And I'm like, it didn't even, it shouldn't really even count it. Well, that's what makes no, it it's so funny. great. It's funny, to, it's, it's funny to do that, though, because, dude, there's so much that gets overturned now just with how far we've gotten with, with replay. Um, Did you see the guy so with I was, pass I was interference? Busting, I was busting on, yeah. 
I was busting on Fitz yesterday because it was the replay of um of the Giants Super Bowl, and Flexco catches that touchdown in the back corner of the end zone, um, and he does get two feet down, but when I just watch it now, it's funny to me because I see he gets the first foot down, but he's kind of like the football is like not completely in his hands yet. And then he gets that second foot down and there's like so much room for him to get a third foot down. He just doesn't do it. <laughs> so I, I just kind of like, I was texting him yesterday. I was like, dude, 2020, there's no way that, that touchdown staying. Like, that gets reversed. You every got, day of the week. This is you, Zach. Well, I disagree. I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. And I, and I would I know, never, right? I would never, I would never take that away from them or anything like that. I'm just, I like to, to play fun with, with no sure no totally i mean in 2020 things are totally totally different from a replay perspective there's so much over analyzation so much so many missed calls um mm -hmm. but going back to the actual call itself of the music city miracle what i thought was cool was uh the commentators were like do they have a miracle in them like right before they kicked it off <laughs> what yeah do? you know what i mean like how cool was that they basically foreshadowed what was going to happen as if it was and it was perfect too. I remember watching that too. I was in my grandma's living room up in West Islip, New York. I remember we were sitting in the family room. Oh yeah, I remember we all piled in. Same thing. I was a little kid. Yeah, I remember watching yeah. it. And I like the Titans. I love their logos. Like I the thought logo, they basically yeah. like the, the the spiffy Oilers kind of. Like it was. Yeah, I, I liked it. And they yeah, were fun. No, and Steve cool. McNair was fun. And like you said, Eddie Derek George. Mason, Frank Wycheck. Yeah, Eddie George, of yeah. course. Jeff Fisher was fun back then. Yeah, no, that was that was a solid <laughs> team then. to root for. Yeah, that was a great team to root for. Yeah, it was. Um, you know, it was a great team root for the Packers in that live streams. You know, Zach, I spared you the, the, the highlights of us watching that on, on Friday. Chad, Packers still in this thing, baby. Yeah, when's the Super Bowl? It's in five minutes, actually. Oh, my. I don't care anymore. I don't know. I don't playing? care anymore. Patriots. Patriots. So we're finally getting that, that Patriots. Come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> I'm watching. You're telling, me, you're telling me that they made the Patriots made their way to the final. That is just absurd. Oh yeah, that, that's absurd. That, yeah, that never sounds like how the story goes. You're right. That's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Come on now. Um, but it's not going to be Rogers Brady, right? You guys have been playing Favre. Yeah. Well, let's see. Hey, Brett, here's here's the keys. Ironically enough, I'm watching the Packers Vikings replay of uh, Favre's last game at Lambeau right now on my well, TV. What would you do? What would you do if Bleacher Report subbed in Rogers and you guys lost? Ooh. Would you be angry or would you be indifferent? No. No, I'd be indifferent because we all, I think we all understand how I feel about Aaron Rodgers. Like there's essentially nothing he could ever do any wrong at this point yeah. in time. That's okay. Yeah. That's okay. We'll save those gushes for another. You know, it's funny. I, I actually did think everyone's like, oh man, your show's going to be like a lot of fun when like, you know, like football comes back. And I was like, yeah, like, you know, like I think, I, I don't know. I might have a heart attack on the show. Right. You guys might too. Everyone's like, oh, like, you know, Zach, he's calm. He's nice and collected on the show. Chad, like same thing. And it's like My, woo, Monday, Monday shows are not going to be great when our team. You're gonna, you want to see raw? That. Yeah. My see raw is. emotion. Yeah. You want to see it? Speak. Kieran, Kieran knows Monday is my day of just who knows what I'm saying. Really? Who knows what I'm saying? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's throat losses Monday. You know, I, I could be taking players off the team. I could be taking coaches off the team. I could just be not wanting to root. For oh, the John was ready again. to fire Doug Peterson during the season. I remember he's like, I know this, they won the Super Bowl, but time to time to move on or something. I was like, whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa, that's yeah. hot. That's yeah. I, I'm trying to think what game you guys lost. Was it, I think it was the Seahawks game. Or was it the like Dolphins? the regular season one? Or was it the Dolphins? That's, oh, man. That, that is a Monday. That is a Monday Monday morning 
Monday morning Eagles take his oh, firing it, coaches. I, and, I'm gonna need to like make like all of a sign like permit like emotional permission slips like like on Fridays <laughs> and be like, if your team loses, you can't be like, I'm not coming on the show on Monday. I can't do it. Like <laughs> people need us. Like it's gonna be it's important, right? Like not and they don't need us like from like our like a from a witty or like content perspective. They just are gonna be like, see, I thought I felt horrible about what was going on with my team, but then I saw him. I saw him, and now like I feel about a thousand times better, and that's that's what we're here for. Yeah, yeah, we're we're human. <laughs> yeah, we are. But I'll tell you, you know, and some of us are superhuman. I'll tell you, we got speaking of superhumans, we got a hell of a guest um, tomorrow. It is going to be really exciting. So Dan Driscoll, who's uh, you know Villanova football star, uh, played in the pros, and really, I mean, honestly, it's funny. That's like if, if we're opening with that, like. The, the better stuff is really all the stuff he's done in the community and, and the impact. And quite frankly, guys, he's had a handprint on really all of our lives and, and the things in the sports we played and youth sports growing up around here. And he does, I don't think he realizes that's what's so exciting. I think we're all like getting to do this interview tomorrow. And it's like, cause he has such an impact on, on, on some of the different areas in Southeastern Pennsylvania. And, and even if you're not from this area and you, you know, if you love tuning in and, and, and listening, it's going to be a really cool, this guy's got so many stories. Guys like Matt Ryan played, you know, peewee football growing through. And there's the, the stories <laughs> Go ahead. There's, yeah, no Kyle, going. there's no Kyle Loretta without him. Yeah, exactly. Kyle played in Marsh Creek football too. So like Marsh Creek football, EBY. I mean, my two roommates met each other in the league he created for baseball. So I mean, it's it's unbelievable how like, it all kind of comes full circle. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, that should be really exciting too. And that's gonna be. It, it's. I'm interested to see. We talked a little bit um, on the phone today and 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 last week too. I think we're really going to hammer in. I really am excited. I hope the chat can get involved a good bit, especially with this one tomorrow, because we're going to be talking a lot about youth sports and, and is the three sport athlete dead in high school? Um, what, what is it with youth, with youth sports and, and youth athletic programs? Cause right. You have so many kids now in high school, I have to play the high school program and things like right. The, your local, you know, rec league is no more right in high school, your summer league, right. That we've all played in growing up. So I think we're, we're going to dive into all those topics and stuff. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean that's the future, future sports, future the professional athletes, everything. So it's huge. and Dan's had so much success too. I mean that's the other thing, right? Like I'm so excited to see what he thinks of all this because he has the resume. He's been through this. He's seen the transition and landscape shift a bunch of different times and come out successful and help the, the community and everything, right? Like with with like with that. So it's exciting to see what he thinks and and, and I I think hopefully a good shot of arm of optimism. It's like you know with youth sports and hopefully it'll turn around and then all that good stuff. Yeah, no, I'm excited. Very excited. Perfect. Chad, you got any final departing thoughts before we, we jump off the air? Eh, just go birds. Oh, come on. Just <laughs> go birds. All right, we'll see that go. for next week when, when it's draft week. Zach, what about you? You're ever going to ask me for that, man. That's always going to be my answer. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, stay tuned. We got some great uh, great draft content rolling out in a uh, an interesting mock draft we're going to be pushing, so stay tuned. Yep, and, and like I said, that interview with Dan tomorrow, we're going to be on the air. Uh, and if you haven't seen on social media, actually, look real quick, I forgot. Let me just pull all this social media fun stuff. If you haven't followed us, give us a follow on Instagram. It's Twitter at, un, or at underscore get sidetracked. Uh, if you're watching us on Twitch, then you don't need the link right now. You can also check us out on our website at www.get-sidetracked.com. Uh, and we're on Spotify and iTunes, so you can check us out uh, as well on there. And like I said, I you know I should put this graphic up, but I'll put it up again tomorrow for everybody, or I should put it up for the first time for everyone tomorrow. Um, we'll be putting up our schedule, so we're going to be on the air. It's Monday, Tuesday, Thursday at seven o'clock, and Saturday at two o'clock. So, and it's funny how I love how we're rolling this out for the quarantine schedule now. And of course, next week it's going to change a little bit because we're going to be doing more stuff for the draft. Mm -hmm. But that being said, we should have a great, like I said, bunch of great stuff coming out. 
Uh, but like I said, you can check us out at our normal time uh, right here at 7 o'clock tomorrow. Like I said, Dan Driscoll will be on the program. And yeah, this should be some good stuff, guys. So I want to thank everyone for tuning in. Uh, everyone that was live chatting with us, this was great. You know, to get everyone's feedback. And like I said, we want to hear from you guys again tomorrow. Uh, when Dan's on the air, he can field some of your questions. It should be a really cool conversation. So without further ado, we're going to jump off for the night. We hope everyone has a great rest of your evening. And we'll see you right back here in the living room tomorrow here at 7 o'clock. Cheers. Cheers.